Welcome to the Circle of Gumption podcast, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. Zig Ziglar said, I believe a man was designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Kenneth O'Neill carries this tradition forward in his work and in this podcast, The Circle of Gumption, as he shows how maximizing your God-given talents and abilities leads to a successful, well-balanced existence in all areas of life. Join co-hosts Tom Fox and Kenneth O'Neill as they explore the circle of gumption to help change your life mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, and professionally by improving the health of your relationship with others and yourself. Today, Kenneth and Tom take a look at building a community, the circle of gumption. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of The Circle of Gumption with Kenneth O'Neill. Kenneth, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Kenneth, today I wanted to ask you, how does community relate to The Circle of Gumption? That's actually a really great question. How does The Circle of Gumption and community come together? Let me digress for a second and talk to you about the circle of gumption and actually what that means. The word gumption, as you and I have discussed a number of times, being an old word that started out in probably the 1600s and was used a great deal in the 1700s, the 1800s, and even up into the early 1920s. But gumption is, you know, everybody, Tom, is born with a certain amount of gumption. Everybody has gumption. The problem with gumption is that if you don't use it, you lose it. And gumption is the thing that gets you started. It's your desire. It's your creativity. It's what gets you up in the morning so that you can start your day. And a person of gumption has an intentional life where they have actions that they know because of their creativity and the things that they have started, that they're going to go and they're going to do those at all time. And as my friend Tom Ziegler says, those actions must be success-oriented, positive, intentional. But he says that the best way to get to success is to replace your bad actions or your bad habits with good habits. So a person of gumption, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do and always look for the good and always attempt to be the best. As I said, you can lose your gumption. You can lose it. And I have, it it just bothers me a great deal that we live in this world, in this society of where people are quitting. See, if people are using their gumption, they never quit. They get involved, they get into life, and they're looking, they've got hope, they've got encouragement, and they go on down the road. And it just came to me over the weekend, I was doing some reading, and I thought about the great architects and the great, like Michelangelo and a lot of those guys lived in that era 
of all the statues that were built and the things that, you know, like the Sistine Chapel and how many years it took to paint all that. If you have gumption, the things that you have in you and you get out and start doing these things and have a fulfilled, well-balanced life, did you know that you will never finish? Because see, you're always starting because of the gumption gives you that desire. So you, those guys, Michelangelo left all kinds of sculptures that were never finished because they were these great projects. And the big thing about Michael D'Angelo, did you know that the majority of the commissions that he took, most of them he had never done before, but he didn't wait until he said to himself, oh, I, need, I can do this. No, he said, I can do it. He saw it in his mind as to what it was going to look like. You go back to the, the sculpture of David that he did, which is so well known. He had never done that before. He took the commission to go and do it. And he had a great big piece of stone. But in his imagination, in his mind, he saw David. It's kind of like somebody when they opened up Disney World. And they looked over at Mrs. Disney, Walt Disney's wife, and said, it's too bad Walter couldn't be here to see this. And she said, oh, Walter saw this. So he saw it. So what I'm saying is that gumption, you got it, but you got to mature it. You got to work on it. You got to continue to use your gumption. And how does that all relate to community? All right, so we got community, and a lot of times when people think about community, we can talk about the community of Kerrville, Texas. That's where we are, all right? But there's also community in your Rotary Club. That's a community. Yesterday, when I met at my Toastmasters group, that's a community. And the way I like to relate that is that there's three major things that we have to do in community is that we've got to set the environment. Now, setting the environment means that we have to support everybody that is in the community, whether it's a membership of Rotary or Toastmaster, a part of the Chamber of Commerce, but that community, we have to support people. Now, the way we support them is that we have a conversation with them. And we ask them, like you and I are in the same community. Let's just bring it down to the action of the city we're in. I want to know, Tom, what is your goals? What is your desire? What do you want to do as part of this com community? And what is your goal for helping the community. Because remember, Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life you want by serving other people. All right. So what we're talking about here is supporting and serving other people in the community, being kind, being considerate, treating them the way they should be treated. So that is the support function within the community. And let's just stay with the city itself that we have. Now, the second thing after support, what we have to do is give them hope and encouragement. So your goal for this community we live in 
is a certain thing. Once I find out through intentional conversation what your goal for that particular community, what it is, then I'm going to support you by giving you hope and giving you encouragement. You can accomplish that, Tom. You can do that. And then the third thing related to that, after support, after giving hope and encouragement, then is the accountability. Now, you'll remember the football coach, Tony Dungy. I think he was at the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe he was at Baltimore before they went over. But on his football players, when they started a brand new year, he would sit down with them and he would always ask them the question and go over their goals. And he would say, do you want to make more money or less money than you did last year? Of course, these guys are young, they're strong, they're quick. And of course, they always want to make more money. So he talks to a running back and the running back says, I did 1,100 yards last year and I'd like to do 1,200 this year. And so Dungy would say, okay, they'd have this conversation and Dungy is supporting him. He's giving him encouragement. And then the thing he does, he looks at the running back and he says, that's your goal, another 100 yards. Yes, sir. Can I hold you accountable for your goal? And of course, they always agree. So in this community, in this environment, I'm talking about creating is, and it's because of the leadership that is in the community. There's always people that are leaders and we want them to do the support and the encouragement and the accountability and create that leadership so that we can have a community that treats everybody well, that we are able to succeed and we're able to continue to grow. And I think it relates really well to a person in the circle of gumption. Kenneth, it may seem self-obvious to you and I, but let me just ask you, can this concept of community work in the business environment? Definitely. Because in your career, in your law practice, in my accounting practice, we have leaders, they have partners that are in charge, and the partner's mindset, it can be toward creating community. And the partner that's in charge, he can be the great leader that we, he just didn't get promoted there because he's a nice guy. He's got lots of experience. He's had a lot of cases in your circumstances, maybe been to court a bunch of times. So he's made that. But the way you create that is by the leaders, maybe it's a committee of leaders in this community of a law practice or an accounting practice. And of course, it would relate to any kind of business if you want to do it. But the leader has to say, we are going to co-create, co-create this atmosphere of a community impact. And the way the leader would do that is to, on his mindset, number one, you got to care for other people. Other people are valuable. You got to care for them and you got to be concerned about who are they and what do they really want to do? That's going back to the support that I talked about. That support 
is where you sit down with them and have conversations. And I believe that this whole community can be created by having continuous conversations, all right, where you don't say, we'll meet tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock to have our meeting. No, you start the conversation. And then if you see them out in the hall, you ask them things like, hey, how was your son's Little League baseball game this weekend? All right, because see, you get to know the people, you got to have the interaction. And that goes along with effective communication. And how do we do that? How do we have effective communication? And the big thing is to make sure that we get people to buy in to the leadership in the community and work together through the support, the encouragement, and the accountability. But yeah, I think this whole atmosphere and the environment of co-creating whatever you want. And what I talk about is co-creating a legacy, all right? In other words, 150 years from now, what are they gonna say about Tom Fox, all right? So you can, the a coach can grab your hand and say, okay, we're going to co-create this. How do we do that? We have to have intentional legacy creating actions. If you've got a small family, you're 30, 35 years old, you got a five, six, seven-year-old child, and every day they go to lunch, you prepare their lunch, you put a little note in there and say, Johnny, I am so happy that you enjoy going to school. I wish for you a great day today, and I can't wait until you get home so that we can play in the front yard. But those are legacy moments. And then a legacy, uh, that's a moment for the day. But a legacy weekly goal would be you talk to your wife and say, okay, Thursday night, that's our date night. And every Thursday night, you go to the movie, you go to dinner, you take a walk in the park. All of these are legacy intentional activities. And you can create a monthly one. And then the annual one would be, let's get started back with those family reunions we used to do. A lot of those have gone away because the grandparents or the great-grandparents have all passed away. So the younger generation, they don't want to do them. But let's get it started back. A well-lived life is creating legacy. And so I think that whole atmosphere of being kind and considerate, caring for people, finding out who they are, looking at their well-being, and seeing what do they want to do out of life and then support them and encourage them to reach their goals and the things they want to do. Well, Kenneth, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but we're going to link to your website and the Circle of Gumption book in our show notes. I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thank you. I really enjoy being here with you. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of The Circle of Gumption. If you have enjoyed it, I hope you'll subscribe to our podcast and rate and review it. We link to Kenneth O'Neill's website as well as his book, The Circle of Gumption. I hope you will join us again for another episode as we continue our exploration on The Circle of Gumption, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. This podcast is a production of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network.